right, girl. So Elizabeth, thank you. How are y'all? How are the rest of y'all? Good. All right, people are still trickling in. Welcome, friends, families to 7th Street Christian Church. What a gorgeous day. Um, what, how lovely it's been the last few days to have a reprieve from all the humidity. It's been awesome. Um, well, um, it's good to be here. It's good to be together. It's good to see some... Oh, oh what's happening? What's happening? Y'all good? Y'all got that under control up there? All right. Okay. Um, uh, what was I talking about? No, nope, something's still happening. Yeah, no, what's going on? What's, is that, what's happening? I don't understand. Is it okay? I think, turn the gain down. I don't know. Okay. No, not working. Is it working? Kind of? Oh, there we go. Um, yeah. Again, I have like a degree in music business, and I don't know anything about the sound system. <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, okay, welcome. The weather's been great. Uh, it's good to worship together. Welcome, friends. Um, uh, several announcements. Um, if you are, we invite you to fill out the pew pads and register your attendance. Um, uh, we love to keep track and see our visitors. And yeah, so feel free to fill it out and pass it down. Also would like to welcome some special musical guests this morning, Revel. So, yay! So glad y'all are here. I heard them rehearsing. It sounds really good. I'm excited. Um, so we, we are so glad that y'all are here. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts and talents and blessing us with, with the gift of music this morning. So thank you. Um, those that came out to rock climbing, who are our rock stars from Friday evening? Um, it was a lot of fun at Triangle Rock um, Club. Yeah, Jensen, Jensen was there. Um, we had a, a great time. Uh, thanks for those that even just came out to support and cheer on others, Rick and Judy, and who are just mesmerized, right? Like these kids just climbing the wall. Um, I'm still, are you still sore? I'm still sore. Are you a little, like, like, I can't actually lift up my arm, no. Yeah, this morning is, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. We will most definitely be doing it again. So um, we also have blessing of the backpacks, and I think lots of people brought some backpacks. So we, and I think you're, you'll speak to the rest of the backpacks later, but we'll, after, um, our passing of the peace will have a little brief blessing of the backpack. So thanks for Jamie for putting that together. And thanks for everyone for bringing your backpacks or your briefcases or whatever's out, whatever you brought. Also want to bring your attention. I don't want to speak too much to it because to, I don't want to confuse people. So it will slowly um, unveil, it, unveil itself in the weeks to come. But on September 30th, all right, that's a fifth Sunday, and usually on fifth Sundays we've been doing a hymn sing. But this next fifth Sunday on September 30th, we are going to worship by doing outreach, okay? So what you need to get in your heads now is show up at 10 a.m. on September 30th. So I want you to look to your neighbor and say, September 30th, 10 a.m. All right, September 30th, 10 a.m., okay? So more information to come, but we will be doing outreach instead of a traditional worship service. So there will be projects out in the community, but also some here um, at the church. 
And then we will gather for a brief worship after those projects to talk about where we saw God that day. So this comes out of um, listening to your input in the strategic plan, saying we want to do different things on that fifth Sunday. Well, we're listening to you, and we're going to implement some things. So we're going to try it, and I think it'll be fun. So September 30th, what time? Good job. And don't worry, for those that just, you still come at 1110, we'll have something for you. Um, where's Judy? Come on up, Judy. Oh, that, yeah, there's and up the other Judy. <laughs> Good morning. Um, I just wanted to make an announcement about Crop Walk this year. Um, I'm excited to announce that 7th Street Christian Church has been invited to participate in this year's Hunger Crop Walk again. And it's on September 15th. Um, last year we, 16th, sorry. Last year we raised $1,035. We doubled our goal that we had set of $500. Yay. The congregation did an awesome job to help us achieve the success. I'd just like to say that I want to set this year's goal at 1000 or better, as I'm sure that we can do it. I just need your help. I have happily agreed to be this year's captain of the 7th Street Walkers again, and we're recruiting walkers now to participate on our team. If you're interested, please contact me at, I've got my cell phone number in here, or Holly, or there's a sign-up sheet out front on the Welcome Center. The route is in the Ginter Park area this year. A detailed map of the route will be posted near the poster soon. Um, I know that it's a short span of time, but I do need to know who the walkers are going to be by Friday, August 31st, so that I can, um, so that all of the walkers have a fair chance to participate in the second annual Crop Walk Contest. The contest winner is the walker with the most money donated to Crop Walk um, in that walker's name. Um, it's important that you make out your checks or separate envelopes for cash to participate in the crop walk donations. You need to designate um, clearly on the memo of your check if it's going to crop walk and if you want to designate a walker their first name or you can just make it out to crop walk, whatever. The walker that accumulates the most donations wins the second annual crop walk trophy which will be revealed at a later date as it's still a work in progress. <laughs> Last year, there was also a prize for the congregation member that donated the most money. If you choose to remain anonymous, that's okay. We can work something out. But the winner will have the opportunity to give me a pie in the face at the church dinner or event of their choice. I know it sounds tempting, right? So it seemed to be a hit last year. I just thought I would throw that out there. The proceeds benefit the local, national, and global regions where families need our help through education, training, life-sustaining tools, whatever, and just the tools in general needed to help them through disasters and be independent, successful now and in the future. It's not a handout. It's a hand up. May you please help us by fruitfully blessing this year's Crop Walk. Thank you. Thank you, Judy, for taking that up. So Crop Walk, September 16th. You can sign up to walk. It is uh, about three miles. Um, or if you can't walk or you don't want to, you're too busy, what have you, you can always sponsor and um, contribute money to the cause. So thank you. Thanks, Judy, for heading that up. Um, probably plenty of announcements. So without further ado, let us prepare our hearts to worship God.
this on. Yeah. If you would please um, join me in the call to worship and the confession. I'll stand if you're able. From the corners of worry and fear, from the shadows where we huddle with our doubts. Sanctuary where we can draw from love's deep walls. In every moment where we look for strength to continue, in every time we wonder if faith is worth it, Jesus calls us to this time where we can welcome the peace given to us. In every person who embraces us with acceptance, in every touch that offers healing and hope, the Spirit calls us to see those around us as God's beloved, our sisters and brothers of grace. O God of wonders and mysteries, we confess that we do not fully understand your approach, your method, or your manner. O God of infinite love, we confess that when we are made uncomfortable, we put up our defenses. We shut you and others out, and we take offense. O oh God of delightful surprises, we confess that we often miss the signs of your movement and liveliness because we look only in the same places. O God of unlimited mercy, open our eyes, stir in our hearts, and awaken us to the potential in each person, in every situation, 
to bring your kingdom closer to this place, trusting in what we cannot always see, setting aside our judgments of right and wrong, taking nothing and no one for granted. Hear the good news. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Now at peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. And if you've got a backpack, you may grab your backpack. Come on up front if you brought a backpack or a bag or a briefcase, a fanny pack, any sort of bag you might have. Come on up front and join me here. Let me put mine on too. If you didn't bring a bag and you would like to join us up front, grab a school supply. We've got lots of donations up front here. We have some backpacks from youth from 7th Street that are on vacation. They brought them here to be blessed as well. Awesome. Thank you. Find a spot where you're comfortable. The backpacks and the bags that we carry, they all tell a story. They remind us where we've been we remember the planes and trains and boats they have traveled on. They remind us of the adventures that we have taken. Maybe as they've carried supplies on a nature hike or on a trip to the beach. And they remind us of lessons we've learned at school and in everyday life. As we see the small tears and stains that they get over time, they remind us of the challenges that we've faced along the way. But not only do the back backpacks tell us a story of where we've been, but they also tell a story of where we're going. The things that we pack in them prepare us for the new adventure or experience we're about to embark on. And today we add something to those bags and the supplies that are being donated to Carver Elementary School. They prepare us for this new school year and the season of life. 
So we also add a blessing from God and from the community that surrounds us here at church. And we also add a small tag that you will pick up after we pray together. They're all in this basket, and they say, love and be loved. They're a nice, bright color for you to tie onto your bag to remember that God goes with you, and so does the blessing of this community. To always remember that you are loved by God, and that God calls us to love everyone that we encounter. It's not too heavy, so it's a good thing to add to your backpack. It won't weigh you down. I promise. So, if those of you that have a backpack will raise it nice and high in the air, and those of you that have bulletins out there, join me in the prayer of blessing printed in your bulletin. God of wisdom, we lift to you this day these students and lifelong learners. They are here and ready to commit themselves to study and learning in the school year ahead. We ask your blessing on each of them. From the first day of school to the last, give them strength and courage. Give them perseverance when school seems challenging and humility when it seems simple. Embolden them to show your kindness and love to everyone they meet. Bless these backpacks, God, and every vessel that carries the schoolwork, the snacks, the gym suits, and the belongings of each student. Each time these children of God see their new tag, remind them of your call to love and be loved. For today and all days ahead, we give thanks for the opportunity to learn and grow in grace. Guide us and show us the way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, if you will, if you borrowed a school supply or a backpack, place it back on the steps. But also take one of these tokens as you go back to your seat. And remember to love and be loved. And if anybody else needs a love and be loved token for their bag or backpack or fanny pack after worship, see me out in the back. This morning's first scripture reading comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verses 33 through 34. When an alien resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the alien. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. The word of the Lord.
second scripture reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. I invite you to read along in your pew Bible or to actively listen. Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. And he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff. No bread, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, Shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So the, the, the disciples went out and proclaimed that all should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick, and they cured them. The word of the Lord. Back in seminary, way back in seminary now, I spent a summer in Perryville, Arkansas at Heifer International Teaching Ranch. You might be familiar with Heifer International. It is the organization that builds communities by giving animals to help build or rebuild communities that have been impacted by famine or poverty or war. Their teaching ranch in Arkansas is a place where groups can spend time learning about Heifer International, about sustainable development, animal husbandry, and what can be done so the world can feed itself. While I had many responsibilities that summer, such as turning the compost pile, training water buffalo, and feeding goats, I was also responsible for leading groups through what is called the Global Village. The Global Village was a section of the farm that represented different countries by featuring homes and gardens and special projects that Heifer was working on throughout the world. Groups could spend a day or a few nights literally in someone else's shoes. In the Global Village experience, groups would be separated by lottery into different families where they were given common resources where that, where that they would find in their own location. So for example, if you were staying in the mud hut that represented Africa, you received a portion of milk and a couple eggs. If you were raised, uh, living in the raised house that represented Thailand, you received a large portion of rice. And if you were staying in the house that represented Guatemala, which was, by the standards in the global village, the wealthiest of them all, you had electricity, you had eggs, and you had the option to kill the rabbit. Cue the music, Mark, you understand that? Kill the rabbit. <laughs> Thought you were gonna, I didn't warn you, you got it, okay. The idea was that the groups had to trade or barter in order to create a modest meal for the evening. And it was always interesting to see what would happen. In this global village experience, not everyone was placed in a family. We always had a couple that were without country. They were given nothing, no food, no resources. And if they wanted to be fed that evening, they were going to have to fully rely on the hospitality of others. For the last few weeks, we have been talking about hospitality, God's example of hospitality, offering hospitality to those we know and those we don't know. And 
often when we talk about hospitality, our conversations are rather one-sided. We tend to talk about our hospitable nature, our hospitality as a gift, or our willingness to extend hospitality, all the while patting ourselves on the back. But when was the last time that you accepted hospitality? When was the last time that you relied on hospitality? This morning, Jesus sends out the twelve, two by two, to cast out demons and comfort and heal those who were sick. And there isn't much else to the text except for this packing list, which is life. No bread, no bag, no money, only one tunic. It's quite light, especially for not knowing exactly where you're going. So I'm curious about how difficult that would be for some of you to pack light. My friend Diane, whom I've had the opportunity to travel as far as Sri Lanka with and as close to her own backyard, and no matter where we go, she always packs the same big red suitcase. And I would remind her that we're only going overnight, to which her response would be, yeah, but I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing. I don't know what I'm going to need. She makes all of us look really good. I get the feeling that one of y'all packs a big red suitcase, no matter, all right. (laughs) You don't know. And even in this modern age of travel, when airlines charge you now for actually wanting a seat to sit in and luggage that you're going to bring and the carry-on, you would think that we would all find a way to pack light. But it's difficult. The text doesn't share how the disciples felt about packing light just that they went out and proclaimed that all should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick, and they cured them. Jesus wants the disciples to depend upon the hospitality offered to them. Now, as we talked about, hospitality was a vital part of the ancient world. There's not a lot of hotels and restaurants along that that dirt road. So people depended upon the hospitality of others for food and for shelter when traveling. Travel would not have been possible without the assumption and the expectation of hospitality. If we Back up to the beginning of this chapter 6 in Mark. We find that Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth teaching in the synagogue. And things do not go as planned. And that must have been such a disappointment. This place, Nazareth. Jesus' hometown. This should be the easy crowd. He should be liked here. He's known. But instead of a community being proud of what he could do, they questioned who he was and what he was doing. And he's rejected. They question his origin. Isn't he that son of Mary? This homegrown Nazareth boy was not popular like one might expect. And he was able to do much there. And isn't that the case? When we expect things in life to be easier, why isn't there more welcome? Why isn't there more energy? Why can't we get this project off the ground? We can take a cue from Jesus. When insular 
is the reaction to offered healing when fear and retreating is the response to anointings and the gospel, we can take a cue from Jesus who responds with the opposite movement, who reaches out. And so Jesus sends out his disciples. And Jesus tells his disciples, not only will we go to the people, we will reach out to the people. I imagine Jesus saying to the disciples, while the world needs to experience the hospitality from you as a way of experiencing the love of God, you too need to remember to receive hospitality so you can remember that same love. Sometimes accepting hospitality is not always easy. It's often uncomfortable. A theology of hospitality requires reassessing everything, practices and language and symbols and rituals, and where we falsely assume power is located. It is often difficult to accept hospitality. It is often difficult to accept the care of others. I think about my friend Wyatt, who is in the midst of brain cancer. And he and his wife are daily living into the choice that they made to love each other for better or for worse. He has no choice but to accept the profound hospitality that she offers. I think about the kids throughout our country who will muster up the courage and strength as they head back to school, scared perhaps about what it will be like or if they will be liked. Or perhaps they walk through that school door for the first time after experiencing a school shooting. And they will accept the hospitality of their teachers and their friends. And that takes profound courage. Or maybe this week, you admit your own need for hospitality. Maybe this week, you walk through the doors open to you and let go of your excuses about discomfort and time and worthiness. Maybe this week you truly give up control and give in to what others want to offer to you. The choice to accept hospitality is a choice to live differently. It means not living in fear, but reaching out. It means being vulnerable and accepting help. It means letting go of our ego and control and acknowledging that we are indeed dependent upon others. Our story today suggests that part of walking in the ways of Jesus is not just offering hospitality, but accepting hospitality from others. It means living into the unknown, not having everything planned out, relinquishing control, and trusting in the Holy Spirit. And while this is difficult, it is worth it. Because to experience the kind of hospitality that Jesus has in mind is to experience the love of our God so deep and so wide and so huge, the love of our God which shows mercy no matter what. The love of our God which became flesh so that the doors of the divine heart might be flung open for all. Let it be so. We are a community of faith that does our best to 
accept and extend hospitality to all. If you feel that you would like to join this congregation, we invite you to come forward during the singing of our hymn of commitment, Loving Spirit, let us stand and sing. Then the hymn is on page 244. Okay, the prayer of the people today, I'm going to have you all help. So if you'll turn in your hymnal to page 772, this is going to be the right side over there, the left side here. Everybody got it? Be mindful, O Lord, of us, your people, who are present together here in this place, and of those who are absent through age for bills and sickness. Journey with all travelers, help the bereaved, release the ed- addicted, heal the sick. There are surely some whom we have forgotten, but you, Lord, will surely remember them. For you are the helper of the helpless, the savior of the lost, the refuge of the wanderer, and the healer of the sick, since you know each one's need and hear every prayer we commend to each of you in your everlasting love. Grant to us that together we may praise your great name now and forevermore. Amen. Giving is not a casual act. It relates God's work to our work. 
Peter writes, as each has received a gift, employ it for one another as good stewards of God's varied grace, that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Let us give as people whose work is inextricably linked to God's great works of creation, redemption, and empowerment as we receive our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of every good and perfect gift, teach us to give to you all that we have and all that we are, that we may praise you not with our, only our words, but with our whole lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. are exhausted and we come to rest. Some of us are curious about Jesus and we come to learn. Some of us are disoriented and we come to pray. Some of us are broken and we come to be healed. And some of us are hungry and we come to be fed. We gather around this table your table this morning, O oh God. Teach us, feed us, hear us, heal us. Let us join our voices in our communion hymn. We will sing verses 1, 3, and 5 of hymn number 420. table, we remember the story that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and blessed it and gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Those visiting with us this morning, please know that no matter who you are and where you are from, you are welcome at this table. Let us pray. And we thank you to this Father. We come to this table with joy, knowing we are forgiven, loved, and free. To treat the strangers who dwell in our land like those born here. May we remember that we are bound together by all that God has done, and we give the world the love that makes us one. As we break this bread that represents Christ's broken body laid down for us in love, may all division end and those who were strangers become our friends. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we gather together today as friends to praise and thank you. We take for granted our relationships with each other and sometimes even you. Let us cherish each other, each other more. Let us introduce new friends to your love for all people, not treat them as strangers or aliens, but old acquaintances that we look forward to being together with. With this cup, renew us all as we move forward together in our relationships with you and each other, radiating in love and kindness, laying a path of your love for all to follow as one, enjoying our friendships and time with you, bestowing all with your hospitality. Amen.
cup of love. Let us pray. God of grace and powerful weakness, at times your projects were ignored and rejected and belittled and unwelcome. Trusting that we too are called to be prophets, fill us with your spirit and support us by your gentle hands that we may persevere in speaking your word and living our faith. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us stand and join our voices in song as we sing our final hymn, um, God Who Stretched the Spangled Heavens. We will sing verses 1, 3, and 4. can hear Rebel's last song, which they were supposed to sing during communion, but that's okay. Um, we will invite them to, to give our, our choral benediction, so to speak. So.
much, Rebel. Go now to love and serve your Lord. Amen.